most kids resent a dad who's constantly pushing them. Let's go. But not Rick Hoyt. We can do this. For years, Rick has been pushed, pulled, and carried by his dad, and he loves it. Here they come! That's because Rick, a wheelchair quadriplegic since birth, and his father, Dick, together have competed in over 65 marathons. So when you see Dick Hoyt pushing his son around, you're witnessing extraordinary devotion. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Atlanta's number one radio stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6. Radio stations has you covered. From our studios to our newsroom at KLP Entertainment. Listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcast, Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube and more. A few words for a successful life. Always ask why. Why? Tell the truth. All the time. Why? Write thank you notes. Eat right, sleep right. And exercise. If you don't like your job, change it. Why? Be creative every day. Take a fun trip. You don't always have to do things fast. These motivating thoughts from Randy Pausch's last lecture remind each of us to live our dreams. And I go now, my dog wants to play. Oh yeah, play with your dog. And with your kids. Motivation. Pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Live from our newsrooms brings back our hit news network, SNN, with many news anchors like Arthur Brooks, Addison Hayden, and Beatrix Gemma. Brings you stories about the news worldwide. Tune in on Atlanta's number one stations, Swanky 93.3 and The Heat 94.6 radio stations. To get the latest news today, listen on all major audio platforms like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Audacity, Apple Podcasts. Stitcher Podcast, Google Podcast, YouTube, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our channel of KLP Entertainment. Reporting live from our newsroom, this is SNN. I'm Addison Hayden. Here's your business news breaking for May 17th. A federal appeals court on Monday temporarily blocked a lower court decision that overturned the Affordable Care Act's requirement that all health plans fully cover certain preventive health services. The move by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit in New Orleans will put on hold a decision from March that had threatened insurance coverage for recommended services like depression screenings for teenagers and drugs that prevent transmission of HIV. The Justice Department had appealed the decision, and the appeals court stay will stand while the appeals process plays out. The ruling earlier this spring overturned one of the most popular requirements of the Affordable Care Act by taking away the financial barriers to a range of preventive services. It had taken effect immediately nationwide, and had the potential to affect roughly 150 million Americans enrolled in private health insurance, either through employer-sponsored plans or through the Obamacare marketplaces. While the case is under review, full coverage for preventive services will be legally required. Earlier this year, Judge Reed O'Connor of the Federal District Court for the Northern District of Texas ruled that insurers did not have to cover any of the services that had been recommended by the United States Preventive Services Task Force since 2010. 
His reasoning, the task force is not appointed by Congress and therefore did not have the constitutional authority to decide what services a health insurer must cover. That ruling had built upon previous ones. In 2018, Judge O'Connor had ruled that the ACA was unconstitutional, though the Supreme Court later overturned that decision. Last September, he ruled that the ACA's mandate that employers cover a daily HIV prevention pill called PrEP violated a company's religious freedoms. For now, employers will still be required to provide no-cost coverage for preventive services. But the Fifth Circuit is conservative-leaning, and the case could eventually end up at the Supreme Court as yet another challenge to the Obamacare health law. You can see the breaking news at the bottom of your screen. We told you that Xavi Alonso was at Tottenham Target last week uh, to manage the club there. He has confirmed that he will still be in charge of Bayer Leverkusen next season. Now, the former Liverpool midfielder has been linked to this vacant head coach role at Tottenham during the past month. Um, he's really impressed in his first senior managerial position after guiding Leverkusen out of relegation trouble in the Bundesliga and also into the Europa League semi-final since he was appointed back in October. Julian Nagelsmann no longer is a contender for the role at Spurs. Burnley boss Vincent Companies already signed a new deal earlier um, at Burnley this month as well. So Alonso remained one of the bookmakers' favourites to replace Antonio Conte. That will not be happening now. He has confirmed he's going to be still in charge of Bayer Leverkusen next season. He was speaking at a press conference ahead of uh, tomorrow's Europa League last four second leg with Roma. And this is what Alonso said. I'm happy here with the team and the club. I'm not worried about my future. He was then asked by a built reporter if that meant he would still be in charge of Leverkusen next season. Alonso replied, that's correct. We'll keep you updated on who could possibly come in at Tottenham as a new target now. This is Dr. Shannon Yeo, two hours after she was arrested. And when the FBI picked her up, they also found a briefcase containing $4,000 and suspect she was about to flee the country. The then 56-year-old might make for an unlikely spy, but nudged by an FBI interrogator, she's about to talk herself into a 14-year prison sentence for stealing $120 million worth of trade secrets. In the process, the case will reveal details of how industrial espionage has become a cornerstone of China's economic growth. My name is Jordan Robertson, and I'm a cybersecurity reporter for Bloomberg uh, here in London. This story is about an incentive system that the likes of which the world has never seen before. Dr. Shannon Yeo was a chemical engineer for Coca-Cola. She evaluated the coatings that went inside all of the cans that Coca-Cola makes. What these formulations do is they actually protect the can from the Coke. They prevent the chemicals in soda from eroding the can that they're in. <laughs> So the companies that make it, like BASF, Dow Chemical, and Axo Nobel, the chemical formulas are a closely guarded secret. They cost an estimated $120 million to develop. So far, no Chinese company has managed to develop an equivalent. And Yeo has the formulas on her hard drive. 
I have never shared any technology with anybody in China. Okay, I go back to China because my mom had been in the last stage of her life, and that's why I took every opportunities to go to China to see my mom. At the start of the interrogation, Yo is adamant that she's done nothing wrong. But she's being a little disingenuous because she has been going back to China to interview for the Thousand Talents program. The Thousand Talents program is a Chinese national government program, and it's designed to incentivize uh, you know, ethnic Chinese who have moved abroad to work or study to return to China and to start businesses there. The critics of the program say it's really a multi-billion dollar scheme that incentivizes them to steal foreign technology and bring it home with them. And this is the guy that the FBI alleges has been helping her application, Liu Shang Chen. He's the chief engineer for Weihai Jinhong Group, and that company wants to get into the business of making BPANI, the chemical lining for coke cans. Weihai Jinhong did not respond to requests from Bloomberg News for comment. The interrogation is almost a masterclass in how you unravel a scheme like this because at almost every stage, the FBI catches her in a lie. The plan was to form a new company. That's what yeah. venture company. Yeah, that's what, that what Mr. Liu thinking. Okay, but it was never get there. For her part, Yo insists that all she ever did was to introduce the Chinese firm to some other companies interested in getting into the business. In the interrogation room, this is where she starts to come unstuck. Did you guys sign a contract? Full? For your work over there? I did. Okay. I signed a contract, but there's no work. There's no work? Yeah, right. There's no work because my work basically just introduced. I cannot do anything. Unfortunately for Yo, the FBI had a copy of the contract. Cartier Jin Hong's responsibilities include investing the initial amount of 6 million yuan and providing the location among other preparation work, which is expected to take one year. Party B. Responsibilities include to be the chief technical officer of the project providing technical assistance. Leading the party's research and development team and communicating with foreign manufacturers developing new overseas joint ventures. This just talking doll. This, yo, it's not this tough. Look, look at the facts. You, you signed the contract. Yeah, they said they would pay you. The contract was to help build a lab. They said when the lab was built, you would have shareholders in that lab. And then weeks later, you're making emails inquiring about building a lab. It's not just paper. Then the FBI agents reveal their hand. They have her voicemails and have read her text messages. In quick succession, they outline how she knew that joining the Thousand Talents might invite the FBI's attention. Liu has suggested that she keep her job at Coca-Cola to, quote, continue to leverage the latest technologies at Coke. Her sister had received payments from the Chinese government on her behalf. Yo didn't want any publicity around winning the Thousand Talents for fear of alerting U.S. authorities. And the coup de grace? A voicemail left by her sister. Yo says, unlike other TTP winners who are boozers overseas, she is doing well in the United States. She is the one taking the risk during the current unfriendly period between U.S.-Chinese relations, and she won't give her technology away easily until she sees money for real. This time, Yo's response is far more muted. Well, I did not do anything. What her messages reveal about that defense is she was trying to share she wanted to get paid first, and ultimately she was prosecuted 
not based on whether she shared it with the Chinese government or not, or did she take it? That was a central question. And her messages show that the end game of this was to share that information and launch this company in China and get rich. Yes, this is a tale about stealing Coke's other secret formula, but it's also about how China is incentivizing espionage far beyond the realms of defense technology and national security and into the furthest reaches of the economy. For more on how Yeo was caught, read the full story on businessweek.com and follow Bloomberg Quick Take on your favorite platforms.